This Faith and Finance podcast is underwritten in part by Christian Credit Counselors. If you're struggling with credit card debt but don't know where to start, our trusted partner, Christian Credit Counselors, offers a debt management program that can get you out of credit card debt 80% faster while honoring your debt in full. Contact them to get out of debt today at ChristianCreditCounselors.org. The average credit card late fee is now as high as $35, and that's just one of many fees you could be paying if you're not careful. Hi, I'm Rob West. Credit card companies make billions each year in interest charges and other fees, but almost all of them can be avoided. I'll tell you how to stop paying unnecessary credit card fees today. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Proverbs 21.20 tells us, Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. With a little planning and oversight, you can prevent credit card fees from devouring your treasure, and some of them you may not even be aware of. Obviously, the biggest fee you'll ever pay on a credit card is interest, which now averages around 24% of your remaining balance. That means if you carry a balance of $1,000, you'll pay $240 a year in interest alone. This is why it's so important to pay your balance off in full each month. If you have to adjust your budget to pay extra each month, you should do it as soon as possible. And remember, the interest you pay on the balance will more than wipe out any rewards you receive for using a credit card. So don't be fooled. Now, some credit cards have annual fees. It's a surcharge that you have to pay just for the privilege of using the card. While some cards with annual fees might charge as little as $35, others may ding you for as much as $500. Either way, you don't want to pay an annual fee, and you don't have to. Cancel that card and look around for one with no annual fees. And while those cards may give more rewards, remember, it won't matter if you carry a balance. Late fees are something else you don't want to pay. They could run as high as $30 for a first-time offense and go up to $40 the second time you're late making a payment. You can avoid late fees in any number of ways. Sign up for text alerts when a credit card bill is due. You can also set a reminder to alert you each month before the due date. You can even make a payment each time you use the card for an equal amount to the charge. That way you'll never have a minimum amount due. You can set up an automatic payment from your checking account if you carry a balance, which again, you want to pay off as quickly as possible. Here's something else to avoid cash advance fees. Check your credit card agreement. You might find there's a fee for taking a cash advance, an even higher interest rate on the amount you take out in cash. And the transaction doesn't even have to result in you actually getting cash. This fee could also be charged for getting money orders, exchanging foreign currency, wire transfers, sending money to a friend using an app, and making an auto loan payment. You can avoid cash advance fees by simply having cash on hand to meet any of those needs. Again, adjust your budget so you have margin. That's money left over after paying all of your bills, so you'll never need a cash advance. 
Okay, another one you never want to pay is a returned payment fee. Your bank will charge you a fee if you bounce a check. Everybody knows that. But if a check is going to a credit card company for a monthly payment and it bounces, the card issuer may also charge you a fee for a returned payment, which could be as high as $40. And if that mess results in a late payment, well, we've already told you about that one. There's really only one way to avoid returned payment fees, and that's by always having enough money in your checking account to make necessary payments. The only way to make sure that happens is by living on a budget, and if you're not, download the FaithFi app and it will help you set one up in no time. Then stick to it. Another charge you're likely to incur if you're not living on a budget is an over-the-limit fee. That's when you've maxed out a card and you keep using it. In many cases, the transaction will be declined, but there may also be a fee attached, and it could run from $25 to $35. Now, you may be able to sign up for over-limit protection with your card issuer, but that's really just treating the symptom. You never want to carry any balance on your card, let alone the maximum balance. So the best way to avoid over-the-limit fees is to pay off your balance. By the way, carrying a balance in excess of 30% of your available credit will negatively affect your credit score, another reason to avoid carrying a balance. Okay, we've gone over a whole batch of credit card fees you want to avoid, but it's not a complete list. Your card issuer may be able to charge you for other things like replacing your card, opting for paper statements, or increasing your credit limit. Again, check your agreement to see what possible fees are in the fine print. All right, your calls are next. 800-525-7000 for any financial topic. I'm Rob West, and we'll be right back. Stick around. Are you searching for a way to become a better, faithful steward of the resources that God has given you? Well, download the FaithFi app and join the 37,000 others who are already using our app. The FaithFi app will provide you with wisdom, community, and simply help you stay on track with your finances. We have three money management options to choose from, so find an option that fits your unique needs. It's available on desktop or mobile. Simply go to faithfi.com and click app to get started. What's most important to you when it comes to choosing your financial advisor? Someone who's aligned with your biblical values? How about someone who will take the time to explain your options? Certified Kingdom Advisors are professionals who meet high standards in competence and integrity and have been trained to offer biblical financial advice. To find a Certified Kingdom Advisor in your area, visit faithfi.com and click Find a CKA. We're back. I'm Rob West, and this is Faith and Finance. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for taking the time. As we head into our calls and questions, I want to take a moment to ask you if you've downloaded the FaithFi app. You can use it on your desktop or your mobile device. All right, let's head to the phones. By the way, if you have a question, just call 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. All right, to Miami we go. Hi, Matt. Thanks for calling, sir. Go ahead. Hi, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Um, So I was calling to uh, see if you had any good ideas on how to uh, knock my mortgage out. Um, I just started three years ago. Uh, The balance on it is uh, $130,000, $128,000. 
and I'm trying to get it paid off earlier. Uh, as this is my last debt at the moment. So yeah, got it. And what is your age? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Wow. I love that. Well, congratulations. It seems like you're doing a lot of things right. I love that as a 28-year-old, you're already thinking about how you pay off your mortgage. That's excellent. And you got in before rates started up, which, you know, with that three and a quarter percent interest, I still love the idea of you paying it off, but you've got a phenomenal rate in the meantime. So that's really good. Uh, Let me ask, uh, are you already contributing to a retirement plan? Uh, no, not not uh, not a 401k. No, sir. Okay. Do you have access to a company-sponsored plan where you work? Uh, well, yeah, I, I will here in uh, maybe two months. Okay. All right. Very good. And what about uh, emergency savings? How many months' worth of expenses do you have set aside in liquid savings? Well, probably six months at least. Uh, okay. It depends on that. But yeah, at least six months. Okay, great. And beyond the six months of emergency savings, um, what other assets do you have? Do you have any other investments or anything like that? Uh, I have um, I have an acre of land uh, in a nearby town. But okay, that's about excellent. It. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. All right, so here's my thought. I mean, I think you've you've got all the emergency savings you need. So right now, the priority should be, number one, as soon as you're eligible, start contributing to that retirement plan because if you can start at age you know, 27, 28, uh, putting away 10 to 15% of your pay in uh, tax-deferred savings, uh, i.e. a 401k, that'd be great. You know, 30 years from now, you're going to have a huge nest egg that you can use to supplement Social Security. Uh, number two, I'd look at any other short or medium-term savings goals that you have. So do you need to buy a car? Uh, do you want to be able to do that with cash so you don't take on any, you know, consumer debt? Well, then you'd want to set up a separate savings account and start saving for that. Are you looking to buy a house and you need a down payment? Then I'd be working on that. Apart from those goals and starting your retirement, then I would say, absolutely, let's start uh, you know paying down that mortgage. One way to go would be to think about if you could put away uh, or send toward principal reduction one extra payment a year. So you send 13 payments instead of 12, and maybe you send an extra half payment every six months. Um, just one extra payment a year will take a 30-year mortgage and cut it down to about 24 years. So you can shave six years off by just doing one extra payment a year. Perhaps that's a goal while you're getting some of these other things in place, like starting to fund retirement savings and saving for any other, you know, short or medium-term savings goals. But apart from those, I love the idea of you paying down the mortgage. I just wouldn't focus on that before I would focus on, you know, your retirement savings or other savings that would eliminate uh, the, the need for consumer debt. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You said one payment, one extra payment a year would be, uh, about would cut it down years. how much? About six years. Six years, okay. Yeah, yep. Okay, and so two two extra payments a year would cut it down 12 years? 
Uh, not what, necessarily. You know what you should wrong. probably do? I would just go into uh, whatever web browser you use, search for mortgage amortization calculator uh, or mortgage payoff calculator. You can put in your mortgage balance, your monthly payment, your interest rate, and then how much extra per month or per year you want to put in and just run the different calculations and figure out, you know, exactly with your mortgage and your interest rate and all of your terms, exactly, you know, how much a year you could send as a goal and what that would mean in terms of how quick you could pay it off. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you, you, um, I know that's not related to the mortgage question, but, um, you still think that investing in 401ks is definitely a good idea. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the storm that the financial possible storm that's coming. I do, because with the high inflation, and, and we could see continued high inflation if some of these things happen that we're talking about, it's still the very best way for you to build wealth is to be an owner in real companies that have sales and earnings. And so you having a, a stock and bond portfolio, largely stock portfolio, still to this day, with the U.S. being the strongest economy in the world and the one that's leading in innovation and in so many areas, uh, that's going to be the best way for you to build wealth, that compounded growth is going to serve you really well, especially without the taxes being a drag on it. Apart from that, you're going to stick it in a savings account and it's going to be losing purchasing power every month because of the effects of inflation. Now, if something down the road looks like it's going to be a real problem, like a debt crisis or something like that, you could obviously liquidate those holdings. But for the time being, that's going to be the very best place for you to position yourself for long-term success as a steward being properly diversified with a sure and steady approach, not where you're trying to get rich quick, but where you're, you know, buying quality companies with a long time horizon. Uh, you know, that's going to be the very best place for you to build wealth. We appreciate your call, Matt. You're doing a great job. Hey, uh, let's head to Chicago to Angelo. Go right ahead. Hi, um, I have a credit card that was recently hacked in December and I told, they called me the same day it was hacked and I told them that it wasn't me. And then I sent in some paperwork. I faxed them some information that I had to sign and say that I didn't do it. And they said, they sent me a letter that says my initial response conflicts with my recent response. And that's not true. I called them back and told them I didn't do anything different. I, that I never committed fraud and they said I have to contact the merchant directly but I don't really think I should have to because this I didn't have anything to do with it yeah uh, I'm yeah I'm a little confused by that as well I mean according to the Fair Credit Billing Act if you formally disputed this within 60 days to the card issuer, uh, they then have 90 days to settle the matter after getting your letter. They would typically lock your card, issue you a new one with a new number, and you should have zero liability. Uh, although the law says you can only be held liable for $50, usually they don't you know, charge you anything. Uh, I think what you've got to get to the bottom of this question about the conflicting reports and just determine what they're talking about, because it sounds like to me, you only gave them one um, explanation of the fact that this wasn't your charge. And, you know, that shouldn't be between you and the merchant. That should be between you and the card issuer because you didn't charge this amount. 
And so that's a fraudulent purchase. So I would see if I could escalate this to somebody higher up in customer service or the fraud uh, prevention department and just find out exactly what they're talking about, about these conflicting stories. Because I agree with you, you should be able to deal with this directly with the card issuer. It sounds like there's some sort of breakdown in communication there. Hey, Angela, let us know how that turns out, but I'd go back to the card issuer to see if you can see this through. We'll be right back. Do you feel like your hands are tied with debt, preventing you from serving God? If you have credit card debt, Christian credit counselors can help. Through our debt management program, we can get you out of credit card debt about 80% faster while honoring your debt in full. For more information on how Christian credit counselors can help, visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. That's ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Or call 800-557-1985. 800-557-1985. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foreside Fund Services, LLC. Great to have you with us today. I'm Rob West. Hey, if you're a part of the Faith and Finance family, that's a lot of Fs, and you'd like to support the ministry, you can do that on our website, faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. Just click give. We'd certainly be grateful. All right, let's head back to the phones. To Tennessee we go. Hi, Ellen. Thank you for calling. Go ahead. Thank you for my call. Um, I learned so much from listening to your show. But my question is, I have an eight... Sorry, I have an 87-year-old father in excellent health. He has a $50,000 CD that is maturing very soon, and he's wondering should he let it renew or are there better investment options for him at this time? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, uh, We'd have to define, you know, better investment options, and and that's all dependent upon what he's trying to accomplish. Yes, there are uh, better options in the way of his potential to get more return, but there's always a trade-off, and that trade-off is going to be he would have to take more risk. Like, for instance, if he wanted to, you know, put that in a stock and bond portfolio, um, if he doesn't want to take any risk, then rather than just letting it roll over, I would probably have him look around just to see if he could get a better rate somewhere else, and I'd probably stay on a shorter term CD just so he can take advantage of higher rates as they come available. So I'd mentioned to a previous caller, I was just looking at a a CD, a 10-month CD earlier today at 5.05%. It's probably going to be a a much better rate than he had had previously, um, and he would only have to lock it up for 10 months, and then he could look to roll it over again. But if he's looking for more return than even, you know, what you can get in a CD today, and he's willing to take a little risk, then, you know, there could be, quote-unquote, better options out there. But what do you think is, you know, the best fit for him at this point, Ellen? Well, he's he gets Social Security, and he has a pretty good pension, so... Mm-hmm. He doesn't need the money, and he's in excellent okay. health. So I think probably checking around and finding a shorter term but a, a good rate will probably be best for him. Yeah, okay. So the one I was looking at was Marcus.com. I like them a lot. They're low, you know, no fees. They pay 
pretty much the highest rates across the industry. But the other option he could look at, or you could on his behalf, was is bankrate.com, where you could look for the length of term CD he's wanting and then do a search, and it'll show you all the banks with FDIC insurance and rank them according to the strength of the bank, but also what their current yield is for a one-month or an 18-month or a six-month CD, whatever you're looking for. And then you'd be able to see kind of who has the best rates out there right now and compare that to what he's being offered with his current bank and decide whether or not to make a change. Okay. Sounds great. Great advice as usual. Thank you so very much. All right. Take care. Uh, To Ohio. Hey, Linda, go right ahead. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my friend. Her 58-year-old husband lost his 13-month battle with cancer Sunday, and he's Mm. in heaven. She um, has multiple health problems and is housebound. They have debt. And the father, the husband's will was made out a long time ago, and the beneficiary is his deceased father. So that eventually will probably work out. But what I would love to know and be able to find out more about for her is I think she would really appreciate and and want a coach that could walk her along the way with some of these huge decisions that she has coming. Um, How would that happen? Yeah, we'd be happy to make someone available to her. So um, we have a team of uh, certified Christian financial counselors here. And in fact, in the next couple of months, we're going to make those more publicly available. So all of our listeners will be able to go in and search and find a certified Christian financial counselor that they could connect with. But in the meantime, I'd be happy to get your information or perhaps you give us her information and we could have one of our coaches connect with her just to see if they can help her sort through all of this and uh, make some decisions on that. Um, So perhaps uh, you could just stay on the line, give us her information information and um, we could get that uh, over to her and and we'd be happy to do that just as our gift to her. If you stay on the line, we'll get your information and uh, we'll get uh, one of the coaches in touch with her. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for what you do. All right. Happy to do it. God bless you. Uh, Let's head to Florida. Francis, thank you for calling, sir. Go ahead. Well, I'll I'll try to make it quick. Uh, In 2015, I built my home and uh, it was great. 3% interest, uh, $1,200 a month mortgage. And my mother-in-law got sick in about 2021 and we didn't want to put her in a nursing home. So we sold the house and we all moved into an Airbnb. We were there for a year and mom passed away while we were living there. So last year in August, we found another home. Now the situation is a lot different instead of, yeah. you know, now the mortgage is like 2,800 and, and, we're running into some difficulties, but I found out I have a, um, an annuity. It only it's only going to pay me maybe a hundred a month. Should I pursue that and see if I can get the lump sum, or do I need to try maybe sell the home and move into just trying to figure out what to do? Because I didn't really realize that how hard this was going to hit with this economy and the mortgage yeah. double what it was. Yeah. Um, so did you already buy your next home, or are you still living in the Airbnb? Well, we 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 signed a mortgage. We moved into a new home last year oh, in okay. August. Okay. So we're in it, but it's it's twenty. It's you know it's really really high, and we yeah. were, we were doing fine until about a month ago. We started running into it's kind of caught up to us. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, tell me this. I mean, when you, if you really kind of tighten your belt, so to speak, on the budget, are you able to make ends meet with the mortgage and all the other expenses? Yes. 
Just we tighten yeah. it up and um, learn how to boil hot dogs, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. it. Well, I, I think I'd probably sit tight right now, just because I mean the the cost of the transaction to sell and buy again is going to be high. Plus, mortgage rates aren't any better. So, Lord willing, you can if you can kind of make your way through this, you could refinance maybe in a couple of years when rates are better. That doesn't change the fact that you just kind of got caught in this timing while you're trying to serve your family really well. And I, I'm grateful you did that. And I realized you gave up a really attractive mortgage and the market just turned on you. And, and I understand that, you know, that just can happen based on the timing. With regard to the annuity, I would get some more information on that and see what the lump sum would be versus the annuitized payment just to see if you'd be better off. I'd, I'd prefer you to get the lump sum unless it just doesn't make sense. And you'd be better off to get that annuity stream. You know, it could be that that annuity stream is what helps to close the gap on the uh, the income that you're short uh, to you know balance your budget and have a little bit of margin. But if it was a fairly attractive, I'd probably get the lump sum just so you could have access to the money if you needed it. Okay. Thank you so much. Go ahead, told me to call you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did, my friend. I hope that was what the Lord wanted me to tell you. But uh, we certainly ask him to give us wisdom when we uh, when we give this advice out. Uh, but we appreciate you, man. And uh, listen, all the best to you. I know it's not going to be easy, but you got this. And if we can help along the way, don't hesitate to reach out. Wow, we covered a lot of ground today, some hard topics. Before we go, I'd like to thank our incredible production team, Amy, Devin, Jim, Robert, Brandy, Rob, and Ben. Couldn't do it without them. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.